Hello, and welcome to Uncluttered, a podcast where we discuss the connection between faith and organizing. Our focus is not just on how to be organized, but why it's important from a biblical standpoint to clear the chaos and clutter from our lives. I'm Leanna George, an author and former professional organizer living in Houston, Texas. I'm Angie Heitch, author and certified professional organizer living in East Tennessee. So are you ready to unclutter your heart and home so you can focus on what matters most? Well, let's dive in. All right. Well, Angie, today I thought we'd start off with a little quiz. A quiz, like a pop quiz? Yeah, 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 like a pop quiz, exactly. It's a teacher in me. I can't help it. Oh, man. Okay. I have uh, bad memories of just that moment of just panic when the teacher would say, clear your desk, get out one piece of paper and a pencil. And I was super perfectionistic and okay. All right. I can do this. Okay. I, I promise guys, we have not practiced this part. I have no idea what's coming right now. Okay. Yeah, You are going to pass with flying colors. I have no doubt. So are okay. you up for the challenge? Okay. Let's do it. Okay, let's go. Okay. So all these all these words that I'm going to ask you have to, or all these questions have to do with acronyms. Okay. Like abbreviations kind of thing? Yeah. Abbreviation for things, right? Okay. Okay. So right. I'm going to give you the acronym and then you tell me what it stands for. You got it? Okay. Okay. Right. So the first one is RIP, R-I-P. Rest in peace. You got it. Okay. Got it. Okay. Good. <laughs> the second one is um, Scoutus, S-C-O-T-U-S. Oh, oh, yes, I do know this. Um, Supreme Court of the United States. There you go. There you go. All right. I wasn't sure about that one. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm taking this way too seriously as I do everything <laughs> in my life. Okay. Okay. Two more. <laughs> Two more to go. Okay. All right. Next one is HUD, H-U-D. Uh housing and urban development or something? That's it. Yeah. Is that it? Okay. <laughs> I totally didn't know that. I got lucky. Okay. All right. This last one should put you at ease. It's chaos. C-H-A-O-S. Oh, yes. That is right in my wheelhouse. Okay. So organizers use this acronym uh, to stand for can't have anyone over syndrome. That's right. Ding, ding, yes. ding. You are the winner. You got four out of four. Okay. Woo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, that's right. Chaos stands for can't have anyone over syndrome. And it's also our topic of discussion for today, because I think a lot of people suffer from chaos and don't realize how it's affecting them on so many different levels. Yes, I totally agree with that. Yeah. So before we dig into the connection between chaos, the acronym, and what the Bible has to say about it, let's talk a little bit about what this syndrome is exactly, because clearly it's not a medical term. No, it's not a medical term. I used to practice medicine, so it is not in the DSM, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. There's no lab test for it. It's just a made-up terminology that I don't know where it came from, but can't have anyone over syndrome is uh, basically it's when a home is in a state of chaos and disorder and uh, the homeowners don't feel comfortable having guests over because of the clutter and, and uh, the disorganization. Uh, sometimes they're, you know, they're embarrassed, they're ashamed. And, uh, you know, we've talked before in episodes four and five, Clutter 101 and um, Are You Observing the Warning Signs? We talked about 
that one of the big consequences of clutter is uh, how it affects relationships. And in this situation, it's easy to see that because if we feel embarrassed to have people over, then that can affect our relationships. So that's chaos. Can't have anyone over syndrome. It's so true. And it's so true. And it can, it can also affect people spiritually because when you can't have people over, then you're unable to fulfill God's um, command to offer hospitality, which is mm. what we also want to focus on today's episode. And just in case there's anyone out there listening, yes, hospitality is a command. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. There are quite a few scriptures about hospitality. Um, the ones that come to mind first, Romans 12, 13, Paul says, and get into the practice of inviting guests home for dinner or if they need lodging for the night. And that's the uh, New Living Translation. In the NIV, it is short and sweet. It is just practice hospitality. And then in 1 Peter 4, 9, the NIV says, offer hospitality without grumbling. So cheerfully, without complaining, uh, which is not always easy to do, especially if you're a perfectionist like me. You want everything to be perfect and can sometimes get in a bad mood. So offer hospitality without grumbling is a good thing to remember. And then in Hebrews 13 too, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Um, And uh, there's actually uh, one instance that comes to mind in Genesis 18, with Abraham and Sarah, they had three visitors show up unexpectedly. And Abraham and Sarah did show hospitality to them. They gave them something to drink, uh, washed their feet. That was a common practice then because everybody walked everywhere in sandals. Um, and they, uh, Sarah made bread. They killed a calf to cook some meat. And then the three visitors told them that by the time they came back, in about a year that Sarah would have a baby. And she laughed famously. Um, And so then the baby's name turned, they ended up naming him Isaac, which means laughter. But it turns out those three visitors were not just three random strangers. They were in fact angels. So clearly if we look at those three verses, plus a host of others, hospitality is something that Christians should be doing. Yeah. And I can thinking about, you know, three people just suddenly showing up my door. You know, if your house is in a state of disarray, you are just going to be freaking out that Mm -hmm. three people are standing at your door wanting to come in. Right. You probably don't have anything for them to eat. Uh, You probably can't find things in the kitchen. Um, You don't have anything prepared. And most of us are just like, you know, opening the door and then squeezing our bodies outside and shutting the door behind us going, hey, how are you? What you doing here? You know. And trying to block everything so nobody yeah. sees it. Yeah. And then the other the other thing I was going to tell you was kind of funny is a, a joke or a story I heard one time about uh, that goes along with First Peter 4, 9 about offer hospitality without grumbling. Mm-hmm. Um, his mom was getting ready for Christmas and the uh, she was busy in the kitchen making this elaborate meal. And, you know, by the time she was she was done, she was so tired that when she sat down, she looked at her son and she said, son, will you you pray? Mommy's tired from cooking so much. And he you know, he got these big eyes and he said, but mom, I, I don't know what to say. And he said she said, oh, honey, just just pray something you've heard me say before. And he looked at her and he goes, oh, OK. So they all bowed their head and he goes, dear Lord. Why did I invite all these people over to my house? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, yeah. So hospitality is a big, big thing. Um, 
And so, you know, but if our homes are in chaos and disarray, then odds are we aren't offering hospitality. Mm-hmm. And and Angie and I want you to know if you are listening to this and this is hitting a little close to home, we are not passing any judgment here and we are not placing any blame. Um, we are just simply trying to make that connection between faith and being organized and how they go hand in hand. So mm-hmm. um, now we had that little side note out of the way. Let's let's back up again and let's talk about hospitality and why it's important that we practice it. And I think the first thing we need to do is understand what is the definition of hospitality. And literally, it means pursuing friendliness to strangers, people who don't live in our home or who aren't family members, or it's also defined as the practice of welcoming and sheltering others with no thought of personal gain. Mm. Oh, I like that. There's there's, there's so much nuance to that. Um, mm-hmm. and And I like how it's uh, shown as something that we should pursue, that we should seek, um, you know, not just kind of waiting to be invited by someone else, but that we are commanded to, to, uh, you know, take the initiative to yeah. uh, be hospitable and, and something that we can work towards. Um, we can get better at it with God's help and, and be able to accomplish it. So it, it's a, uh, it really takes some intention. Um, it's easy to just like night after night after night, just kind of veg and watch TV or read or whatever, but there's so much to be there. Not only was it, is it commanded, but it's such a blessing to the people that we have in and, and to us as well. So. Um, oh yeah, for sure. And and it offers so much hope. I mean, mm. I love the last part of that definition because it, to me, it, it really hits home that when we offer hospitality, um, it's with, it should be with no thought of personal gain. Um, and so to me, that saying that biblical hospitality is not about the provider. It's about the one being served. And when we don't invite others, yeah, when we don't invite others, we're basically doing the opposite of what that says. We're Mm -hmm. focusing on ourselves and our mess and rather than putting the focus on others and their needs. Yeah, that's good. So, Okay, so let's say someone is listening and thinking, okay, yeah, I see the importance of hospitality. This is something that I want to do better at, um, but it's just really, really a challenge to try to get my home ready. So why can I not just, you know, have be hospitable to someone just in a more neutral location, you know, just meet at a coffee shop or go out to eat or I mean, I can still be there for my friends and listen to them and we can have a good time together. So why is that? That works too, right? I mean, can't that be showing hospitality? Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, there's no, it must be in your home rule, but I think what, what is trying to get across is that, you know, it's the, it's the space and the, the place that you're in that provides comfort and that safety for somebody to be able to share um, and open up. I mean, honestly, if I'm in a restaurant with you and I have something I want to unburden or share, I'm going to be less likely to do that in a coffee shop or a restaurant because yeah. it's probably loud. There's probably a lot of music. Um, there's probably a lot of eyes. I mean, and if mm-hmm. they saw somebody, you know, if somebody across the room noticed somebody crying uncontrollably, you know, they're just going to stare. And then that's just going to lead to more staring. And then that just makes everybody uncomfortable, right? So I think when we can offer hospitality in our own homes, uh, we are uh, 
we are providing an escape, maybe a sanctuary or a retreat from the problems that others are facing um, and giving them that space and that safety to open up. That's true. And and even if someone really needs to open up and you're in an, a public setting, um, it is less likely they're, you know, they're probably just, you know, you know I'll just deal with it another time. And, and maybe right then is when they need that. So mm-hmm. definitely yeah. we're more likely to in a home situation. So, okay. So if some of our listeners do can relate to this and feel like they do suffer from chaos, can't have anyone over syndrome. So how can they practice hospitality? Yeah. So I have a few ideas to help get started. Um, one is just find ways to clean up the clutter. Just start small. We've talked about this in previous episodes. I can't remember the exact number, but you know, um, uh, bigger isn't always better. Um, start small and see what progress you can make. Always keep in mind the reason why you're doing it for mm-hmm. you, for your family, um, for others, um, and really as a reflection of who God is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So, you know, if if you can just keep that in mind, sometimes that's all the motivation you need to just get the momentum to, to do the work. Um, but if you realize, wait, you know, this is a lot more than I can handle on my own, then we always suggest the help of a professional organizer. Um, Angie and I, having been both organizers, we know the benefits of having somebody else in the house with you to work on that. Um, but I always suggest that that be something you think about. The second thing I want to tell people is don't make comparisons to other people's homes or to what you see on TV and think that your home has to look like that in order to be hospitable. It does not. I remember one time when we were doing a small group uh, Bible study in our home. Oh, gosh, this was early 2000s. And um, we had been hosting in our home, which was fine. You know, that's what we wanted to do. But we we said, hey, is there is there's anyone who wants to you know meet at your house? That that's great. You don't have to, but we're making the invitation. Mm-hmm. And people started to say, yeah. And so I was glad because it gave me a break, a little bit of a break. But it also right. allowed me to go to other people's homes and see, you know, who they are. Your home is a reflection of you, and so yeah. like you see people at a different level. And uh, I remember this one lady. I was like, oh, your house is lovely. And she said, thanks. We just painted this week and bought brand new furniture to get ready for everybody to come over. And I was just like, my oh jaw my dropped to the floor. I was like, no, don't do that. And that was not wow. the intention, right? She didn't have to have a house that looked like all the other people's house. She Man, talk about have... pressure on yourself. Right? Wow. Yeah. So don't try to compare yourself to others. And then finally, and this one's a hard one for you and I, Angie, but that perfectionism, let Mm -hmm. it go, right? Your house does not have to be perfectly spotless for you to invite other people over. In fact, I'd encourage you not to have it perfect because when people are in a sterile environment, you just don't feel comfortable. But, you know, if there's a little bit of a mess, you know, if there are a few dishes in the sink or there's a few dust bunnies, you know, lying around, it just lets people know you're real. Yeah, that's what they're looking for, you know? Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, if you come to my house and it's a mess, that is a sign I love you. I really love you because I don't really feel like I have to do that because I feel so comfortable with you right. that I don't need to do that. So, yeah. yeah. I remember, yeah, have- um, yeah, one client that I worked with early on, um, she was an extrovert. She loved having people over and it had been years since she was able to do that because of the clutter in her home. And when she hired me, her overall goal 
was to be able to have people over again. And we worked together in the summer and her goal was that by Christmas, she would be totally ready to have mm -hmm. people in. And so I loved that she had that for a goal and that she had a specific timeline. And so we focused on, uh, we used a tip, I heard the um, term from Dana K. White, uh, Slob Comes Clean podcast in her books, but she, she uh, suggests using the visibility rule. So if this is an issue for you, the visibility rule means you pretend that you're a guest and you start at your front door, literally come in the front door. What's the first thing you see? So we, we started on like the entryway and then we basically focused on where the guests would be. So we did entryway, living room, dining room, uh, guest bedroom and bathroom. We didn't worry about, you know, the, their bedroom and bathroom, the garage, the bonus room, the office, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so by focusing on those visible areas where you would have guests, uh, she was able to, she reported just how exciting it was to finally have people back in her home. So it is doable. And it, and it's, um, it, it, again, it's just such a joy when you are able to put that clutter and disorder behind, uh, follow the command to be hospitable and bless others' lives. Because really, the goal is to show love and to bless others, not to impress. It doesn't have to be a big deal. It doesn't have to be a big production. You can buy cookies at the store and have a glass of water or, um, you know, not, it doesn't have to be a big event. No, I agree. I think that is so true. I think people always remember what we did for them more than when or how we tried to impress them with yes. what we had, you know, absolutely. So I, I, I definitely agree with that. And I, I love what you said about just focusing because, you know, when I have somebody come over, I'm certainly not going to traipse them through my bedroom, yeah. you know, or my office. Right. <laughs> it's just those, those things. And maybe that sometimes that's all people need. Just focus, like you said, you know, focus on the small, small, mm -hmm. small spaces um, and see where you go from there. So, right. All right. Yeah. So, um, so remember, with, if you're suffering from chaos, which just can't have anyone over syndrome, first of all, no, we're not judging you. This is very, very common. Um, but we'd like for for uh, what we share to be able to help you get to a place where you feel comfortable having people over. This is a, there's a very clear example in scripture of hospitality. Uh, you'll be blessing so many people's lives as well as your own. Um, and, you know, be focused on what you can do to bless others. And so in order to another way to help, Leanna, why don't you tell them about our free resource this week? Yeah. So this week we are giving you away, uh, giving away um, all the examples and not all, actually not even all of them, but a no. few of the examples because the Bible is full of them. Yes. But we have curated a list of examples of, of biblical hospitality. So you can go through, you can read, look up the scriptures, read the stories for yourself and see, you know, and ask yourself, what is this saying? You know, what, what did these people do? And then, you know, ask yourself, how, how does that affect me? What is God saying to me through this? Um, and just sit with those stories and just ask God, what, what, is, what do I need to know from the, these stories? What do I need to know from these passages of scripture? And just listen to the spirit and let's see, sink in and see what he's trying to say to you. Yeah, there's so many. I just The Bible is full of examples, Old Testament and New Testament. And I was going to share one more thing that has been helpful for me. Um, mm -hmm. 
I, Eric and I have always left having people over and we were pretty consistent for a while, but then we just kind of got out of the habit and we both decided, okay, this is one, something we want to start doing again. But what I was having the most trouble with was, was the menu. I would mm -hmm. really stress out about just having the exact right thing and, you know, so many options and what I'm going to pick. And I heard somewhere uh, the advice to have like a signature menu that is something that you have done a bunch of times. It appeals to a lot of people and you're very confident with it so that when you plan to do that, it, you know, it, it, there's no stress in the prep because you're very used to it. And so we've kind of established two or three things that are kind of our go-tos. And, and we also set an example of we wanted to about once a month have people over for dinner. And, you know, it doesn't always work, but we have the intention. And with having those um, standard things that we serve, it's really taken a lot of the pressure off. It's just a small practical thing that we've done. Yeah. And I quit freaking out about that because I just order foods and have it brought in. And that <laughs> is totally, I mean, goodness. Fine. People don't care. They really Absolutely. don't. And you know what? It, it blesses them because I'm not food poisoning them and it blesses me <laughs> because there's no stress about food poisoning them. So we're good. <laughs> and we've talked about cooking and what episode was that? Yes. But I yeah, absolutely. Eric and I love to play games. That's another thing. So it's very common to just, you know, order pizza. I might get a veggie tray, but then I would just buy it and just, but it's the time together. It's just, it's the act of opening up your home. It is such an it makes people feel so honored that you would go to the effort and um, goodness knows we, we, we need to show that love and that honor. Absolutely. So I'm hoping yeah. this is really, really helpful today. Yeah, so. hopefully very much so. Yeah. And so be sure you get that free resource um, and um, just sit with those for a while and see how they work for you. Yeah. So you'll find that on our website, which is uncluttered.faith. And um, we'd love to have you reach out to us. We love getting email from listeners. Uh, our uh, email address is contact at uncluttered.faith. We'd love to have you follow us, Facebook, Instagram. And what we really, really love is if you rate and review us, that really helps people find us. And even just to share and say, hey, I've, I've been listening to this podcast. I think you might like it would be uh, just a real compliment. Oh, definitely. I was so touched. Um, Angie uh, was in charge of social media this month. And um, so she posted a review and I read it and I'm like, oh, look what somebody said. I mean, it touched my heart yeah. so much. So then I went and read all the others. I was like, oh, look at what people are saying. It was awesome. Yeah. So it, wasn't, it doesn't just help others figure out whether they want to listen to it. It blesses us. Oh, um, so that's true. You. It does. Absolutely. So thank you. We really appreciate that. So, and of course, um, if you um, are on our website, please make sure to take our free gift, which is some decluttering signs. Um, we would love to have you have those to help the process along, make it a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. um, and so don't forget to grab that and make sure that that will put you on our newsletter list where we make sure you don't miss an episode, a blog post, or just what is going on. So we want to keep you in the loop. Um, so make sure you do that too. But until next time, um, remember an uncluttered life is an abundant life. And we'll see you next time.